Hey Dave, Jason here. Um, it's kind of a weak rant. Your editing rant. Maybe three or four out of ten. But I, I still appreciate listening to it. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. Well, and But you know what's even worse sometimes are board game rules. Board game rules these days, and especially Kickstarter games. Kickstarters are the worst as far as poorly edited and rushed out not play tested and you know and kickstarters for board games a lot of times we'll throw a bunch of miniatures in there and, and not even worry about the rules so but yeah it's interesting i still I, i'm still listening to you man man only walk go outside twice a day my little dog's bladder he's out you know a dozen times a day <laughs> maybe not a dozen but there's no way twice a day would work From fairy tales to happenstance, the dice rule every random chance. Take off your coat and stay a while, we'll roll in that deep percent time. All right, the call-ins are stacking up. Got to get through some of those. So here are some responses to the editing episode that I did pretty much right at the start of lockdown now. Um, and thanks firstly to Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I've never, I've never been criticised for a weak rant before. <laughs> I enjoyed your response. Thanks, Jason. And on with the call-ins. Yo, what up, Dave? Dude, I don't think that was controversial at all, man. You just raised a bunch of valid points. So hopefully nobody busts your balls too hard for that. And yeah, the whole playtesting thing, when Scott responded to you on Twitter about the restraint rules saying that it didn't come up much in playtesting, I really feel like he only had one group playtest the game. Maybe they played the shit out of it. But if you only have one group of people or just a small group of people, yeah, certain things might not come up. But like you pointed out, it for us and the way we all play, that shit jumped off the page. Same with the furious attack rules and same with a few other – the dodge mechanic or the dodge feat or talent or whatever. Anyway, like you have to have a bunch of people play testing, not just one group. So peace out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Joe. I I wonder if also when you play test, you haven't got players who have got a rules document in front of them. You've probably got players who are saying, what can I do now? And you say, well, you could try a restrain. Ah, how does that work? <laughs> Which is different from when you've got us with that double page spread looking over the moves going, oh, why don't I use restrain all the time? Do you know what I mean? And now, obviously, you can make a ruling. Come on, look at context. It doesn't make sense that you would restrain this person. But that's not what the rules say. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm with you. You, you can... It's a different thing, actually, playtesting a game from looking at how the rules are expressed in that, in that document. And I think that was, that was the real weakness here. Yeah, in playtesting, it didn't come up because 
players were just looking at the context. Restrain was suggested. There you go. On this occasion, I restrain. Most of the time, I'm not going to restrain because I'm in the middle of a sword fight. I actually thought... There's a nice kind of restraint, of course, you can do in sword fighting. But, but again, it's not something that comes up every, every round. And I think that's the thing. You look at the, that double page spread in the book and a restraint is just something that would be appealing to you to try every round. So there needs to be clarity uh, on exactly how it's intended to be used. Oh, good point. I've forgotten about Furious Attack. Yes, actually, I conflated two different uh, conversations that we had. Uh, the restraint rule is quite clear <laughs> and needs to be changed because you don't really want to be using that every round it was furious attack you're right where we had between us we each had a different <laughs> we each had a different interpretation of what that what that meant and we had to we had to go to scott for his uh, for his clarification of which of those interpretations was the legitimate one yes i've forgotten about that so yeah curious attack is the is the rule that has uh, that has the quite frustrating ambiguity whereas restrain is much more clearly expressed in the rules but then clearly scott doesn't intend it to be used in the way that he clearly expressed for it to be used listening back i said curious attack i think at one point instead of furious attack i'm just going to leave that in i quite like the sound of it <laughs> all right dave thanks for the acknowledgement regarding uh, game development and my my thoughts on that subject the the business of playtesting, yeah, I don't buy the uh, did, we didn't pick it up in playtesting kind of argument or excuse. It it gets banded around this term playtesting, and I, I really I've got to say that I don't think playtesting is just sitting down and playing a session of the game. I think it needs to be more focused on specific mechanisms or aspects of the game that you're getting involved in. Obviously. There, there is an element of just sitting down and playing a game. It does have some value, but I really think you've got to focus and really test, set out to test a design. So, yeah, great episode. Later, man. Hello, Dave. Jay, Roleplay Rescue. Just been listening to your rant about editing, and I couldn't agree more. Isn't that a very tired phrase? Um, I utterly stand with you on this one. People need to edit their stuff and they need to proofread their stuff and then they need to do the thing of sending it to someone else to edit and proofread because, man, that annoys me. Um, I have to say, I've lost count of the games. You mentioned a couple um, that actually I just cannot read because of exactly what you're talking about. But I've lost count of the games, especially stuff... And I'm going to say it, especially stuff that is actually from the gaming kind of community that is just amateur. Um, and I mean, from passion, you know, not as in rubbish. I've just lost count of how many of those games I can no longer bear to read. And don't even get me started on the big companies. I mean, oh my goodness, you mentioned like Mutant Call Classics from Goodman Games, but... I mean, I know that they're probably not actually that big. It's probably like, you know, two guys in a garage, isn't it? But I don't know. I just think it's a rush to print. It's a rush to get it out there and make money. And it gets in the way of producing something of quality. And that's why, personally, I've always, um, you know, really held back from publishing because I kind of fear that uh, it won't be 
you know, understandable to anybody else. And that's why I have to say thank you that you make that offer because it's exactly that kind of offer of eyes and, you know, that allows you to be humble about your work and put it in front of someone. And I'm really hoping that others would see the value of that. But anyway, I just wanted to say thank you for that rant. Game on, man. Thanks, Che. Thanks, Colin, for responses which were probably... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe in Jason's view, slightly stronger than my original rant. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's so with the smaller outfits. Maybe you're inclined to forgive them more, but then I do get a I do get a frustration. So I'm raving a lot at the moment about swords and wizardry, continual light. I've used it as the basis of my Dark Sun game, uh, and it's a really slim it's actually not as not as good value i did my <laughs> I did my episode about this little is you know it's, you, you don't get as much game and it's not nearly as nice a book as uh white box fantastic medieval adventure game but it's just more compact tidier it's only a few pages and what you actually need from it if you're doing a hack is even less but then you've got this nice a4 format little book lovely color cover And because it is so simple, I thought, that's it. That's the game. I'm going to give that to my kids to play Dungeons & Dragons. That's what we're going to call Dungeons & Dragons. We're going to play it. It's full of typos. It's full of grammars. And you just kind of think, oh, that's such a shame. (laughs) Such a shame. It's not super cheap for what it is. I think they sell it for six or seven quid on Amazon. But that's not the point. It's like, I want to hand this to my kids. It's what I said about the Advanced Fighting Fantasy the second edition of that, you know, that's the one I wanted to hand that over to the kids and go, look, this is the game we're going to play. And you look at the uh, the grammaticals in it and you think, no, I'm not going to give them that. <laughs> I'm not going to condone that. <laughs> Such a shame. Hello, Lonely Adventurer here. Uh, I just listened to your editing rant episode, really enjoyed that. Of course, now I'm worried. I've got Glaive on Kickstarter and the PDF is done. I'll have to see about maybe doing an early release to get as much feedback as possible before it goes to print. That's a good idea. I mean, obviously, it doesn't need the rigorous treatment that a, a full-on RPG does. This is just a, a zine, but definitely not a bad idea. I appreciate it. I, I could always use uh, eyes on it. I, I am not good at at conceptualizing how rules interact with each other until I see it happen uh, at the table. So yeah, great idea. Really enjoyed the rant. I wouldn't even call it a rant. It was a very good podcast. Uh, More of that, sir, please. Have a good one. Lonely adventurer. Thank you. Appreciate the call in. And yeah, actually, that is a good idea. A couple of episodes ago, I was lamenting the fact that, you know, due to current circumstances, the PDF of Mud Harbour will probably go out before the paper copy, but there are possible benefits to this. Yeah, I know know what you mean. After having (laughs) made such a fuss, it would be a great shame if the paper copy went out with some gaffes in it. So maybe that's an advantage to what I've been forced to do. I can get the PDF out, give people a couple of weeks to come back to me, perhaps before the zine goes to print. Good idea. Really appreciate the calling. All right, let's see how many takes... (laughs) It takes this is not the first trying to do all my callers in uh, by memory so, so thanks very much I really appreciate the call-ins who do we have we had Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast we had Joe Richter 
of Hindsightless and Wheel or Woe. We had Colin, the legendary Spike Pit. We had Che of Roleplay Rescue. And we had the lonely adventurer of Camping with Our Bears. Keep the callings coming in. I really appreciate them. I'll catch you soon. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contact Dave, please leave a message on Anchor, email dpercentile at gmail.com, or find him on Twitter at d underscore percentile.